0: Hey guys, and girls, and everybody. This is Lisa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like the Bitch Seat going keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. <laughs> hey, campers. Nice and shine. It's
1: cold outside.
0: Not it's, where we are. Oh, no, no, not
1: where we are at all.
0: Oh, wait, Yes. Sorry, Wait. we record this, we, we time travel and we record this before we release it, but no, this comes out January 8th, I think, so no, we're oh, still we here. Can't,
1: we can't fool them. We are yeah, still here in the still cold. Still here.
0: Yeah, so I'm Lisa Mandel. I'm Phil Casale. And this is the Bitch Seat Podcast, and uh, today we have a delightful guest who I'm sure we would have been friends with when we were actually kids, uh, Lauren Brickman, but we will get to her in a moment.
1: So now we're enemies. We can't be friends now.
0: Well... That's a very black and white way of looking at the world, Phil.
1: Mine? I'm just teasing you, yeah. of course. Shades um, of gray. Shades of gray. Um,
0: <clears throat> God, remember when that didn't used to mean something
1: annoying? A, like 50? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. But I feel like that we're beyond 50 shades now. Like,
0: that that was a fad. It's done, right? Is it? Is it done? No. There's there's like, an, I saw a movie poster recently that said like 50 more shades or something. Oh, God. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sequel. Which, just give it up, guys. Secretary was better.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, but that's not appropriate for for this show.
1: No, I mean, but there's no kids listening to the show. If there are, they're very smart, and you should continue to listen to us and and learn some lessons.
0: Have right your now. own podcast one day.
1: I'm sure they already do. I feel like kids have like government issue podcasts now.
0: I know. I feel like we're we're already we're already over the hill. We've already crossed over that line.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I have a lot of friends that are still trying to figure out the podcast thing, and they're a little older than me. It's kind of funny, but I mean, God bless them.
0: God bless. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to read something really silly today. Uh, it's from 1995, and it was a school assignment, so it's inside the uh, what do you call this? Unlisted.
1: Uh, this is unplugged. unplugged. This All is right. the, the
0: black and white composition book. Go what's, ahead.
1: What's the date on this?
0: January 10th, 1995.
1: Okay. What's the hit song at this time? I don't know. Asking for it. Okay, fine. I you better ask.
0: look it up though. All right. You can't pose that question without uh, coming right. through with an answer.
1: Well, I wish that I, you know, we should do a thing. I want to, I want to take a little bit more ownership of, of my role as your uh Sidekick. And I want to be a little bit more on top of this. So let me know the dates going forward. Let me know the dates you're going to read. And I'm going to set the stage for it. Because. uh, Great.
0: I love this. Really uh, put people in the mindset of 1995, which is where they really wanted to be again. Absolutely.
1: All right. Official singles chart, top 100 from 1995, January 1995. Stay Another Day by E17.
0: What? I don't even know what that is.
1: Me neither. Uh, I wasn't
0: really listening to, you know, the Z-100s of this world, though.
1: I feel like, no, this is probably, this, this is the UK charts.
0: What? Phil?
1: Okay, keep, keep, just read. Do you want me to read it? No, read, read, read. read. I'll figure it out Okay, later.
0: great. So this is a, this is an assignment uh, that I think was about descriptives, and that was what I was best oh, you're, at. Oh,
1: you're the queen of descriptives. Right.
0: Not great at writing plot um, or anything of substance. Oh, wait, he's, Phil's found it now. Okay, yep. what's the hit song of this time?
1: Boys to Men on bended knee. Uh, TLC creep. Madonna take a bow. Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Brian Adams, have you ever really loved a woman?
0: Oh, I, I, love I hated that song. That song. <laughs> I hated that song. And TLC
1: waterfalls. TLC, TLC had in the top two,
0: five. Two, two. Killer. They were killer. Yeah. Don't
1: try and take selfies while driving, guys. Too soon? That's how left I went. That's how left I went. I think she was, like, filming something and her car flipped.
0: It was a car crash? Yeah. Why did I think she died in a fire?
1: Because she set fire oh, yeah. to her house because she was, she had, <gasps> she had a crazy last few days. She had a crazy last. Oh,
0: you know what? But she was my favorite. She was my favorite. Damn it.
1: She was the reason for TLC. All
0: right. Well, in honor of Lisa Left Eye Lopez, I will read you this composition filled with adjectives about Diet Coke. There is a pop and a fizz. When a fresh cold can of Diet Coke is being opened, (laughs) the silvery aluminum container is tipped and the smooth translucent liquid flows into an ice filled glass like a great rushing waterfall. (laughs) As the stream reaches the freezing ice, there is a refreshing crackle and the sweet soda creates. uh, I can't even read this. It's in pencil. I never wrote in pencil creates a dark line at the bottom. It is soon taken over by thick, cream-colored flood of foam. The line becomes thinner and thinner until there is only brown liquid with minuscule bubbles. I can't read it. Damn it. Minuscule bubbles popping noisily in their chattery, tiny voices. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of member berries. South Park shout-out. The glass is tipped back, and I feel the rough surface of the air bubbles on my tongue and can taste the sugary sweetener. I take large gulps, and the icy, chilling liquid gushes down my throat like a fast little rivulet. <laughs> I drink until my thirst is quenched, and I have a deep, satisfying feeling in the pit of my stomach. And the ent- and the empty soda can can be recycled for money to get another one. Man. You're welcome for the free advertising, Diet Coke.
1: Yeah, get us a national. Please, Diet Just Coke.
0: Just for the taste of it. And at the top of this... I, pro- I don't know. There's no there's no grade on it, but I'm, I'm sure I killed it. I, I I underlined all the adjectives in the whole composition and there were 33, <laughs> 33 adjectives in that long paragraph. So uh, I was really into Diet Coke when I was little. That's what we always drank when uh, I, our family didn't belong to the tennis club, but I did take tennis lessons there in the summer, uh, which I was pretty bad at. But I wasn't really a sports person, as you know. But my friend Allison and I took tennis lessons together and then we drank a fuck ton of Diet Coke and we ate all of the lime tostitos. Oh
1: yeah. We never we didn't have lime at the time. We were we were very uh blue, uh blue ranch, cool ranch. The blue bag. Blue bag. Yeah. Cheerios. Blue ranch,
0: but that's a totally separate thing from hint of lime toastitos. I, I didn't
1: get into them until college.
0: Oh, that was a big it was a big thing for me and like Six, seventh, eighth Good rate. for you.
1: You're ahead of Let your ahead of the curve.
0: Also how I, I like how I uh I mentioned the uh the sugary sweetener. The sugary <laughs> cancer sweetener. sweetener. Yeah. Um
1: really bring in some Karina Longworth uh pronunciation in there. Sweetener. Who's that? You must remember this.
0: Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Shout out to this amazing podcast called that you, you Must you Forgot Remember This. Just now. <laughs> I didn't know her name. But That's she does fair. she does over over uh, enunciate a lot of things. That's
1: that part. Okay. So
0: no, it's great. We loved it. Love you should it. listen to the Charles Manson, uh, multiple part series. The whole series. It's so good. Yeah. So it's about, you must remember this is a podcast about vintage Los Angeles. Uh, so we've been listening to that in preparation for our move, but, um, anyway, I've been listening
1: to that independent because I'm a fan uh, of that. Okay. Sort of all thing. right. Okay. Fine,
0: fine, fine, fine. Credit anyway. anyway, so that's diet Coke. Um, I, I clearly should have gone into advertising, um, it's still time no I've been I, I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to give up the dream yet
1: that's fair none of us are
0: I want to I want to market things for my own dreams until the last possible moment
1: I mean then you hire somebody to do it for you right there you go
0: um yeah um
1: oh man unplugged is looking rough
0: I know this notebook the cover has completely fallen off it's destroyed but uh that's because it's well loved you know yeah um Phil, did you drink soda growing up?
1: We were a Snapple family it, uh. because my grandfather's store had a deli next door, and we always we had all sorts of different Snapples there. But we had like a not Old Brooklyn soda; it was a different kind of. It was like that purple. Remember, when we went to that place in in, uh, in LA that had all these like outdated drinks.
0: Yeah, it's in Burbank on Magnolia. Yeah. Yes, there's a there's a there's a candy and soda store that has all of the vintage things that you haven't seen since you there's were another one though
1: the one that we went to that had like uh all the drinks like the mural of all the all the <gasps> yes okay
0: if you live in los angeles in highland park um i think it's on york yes there is a giant old grocery store that is only soda it's all and the beers. sodas and <laughs>
1: Tons of different Tons stuff of you're, beers, not, you're never but gonna like, find.
0: It's the so like they had the New York sodas. seltzer. Yeah, that's what it
1: was. It was New York seltzer. That's what it was. That like that old like artwork and yes. stuff. Yes. We had that too. So we were we were pretty like flush for things that weren't soda. So. Yeah,
0: I didn't drink I didn't really drink any sugar soda. It was just Diet Coke, but I liked Snapple too. And when I got to college I started drinking a lot of uh diet lime green tea Snapple, which was pretty good. Um, was pretty good for for something that had no calories.
1: I used to drink when they uh, when they put out the those drinks that were like meant to represent the elements. Do you remember what those? the elements? Like there was a there was air and like water and fire and like the fire was like a carrot juice drink. And the air one was clear, but it had a weird, like a twang to it, which was, was kind of cool.
0: Fuse?
1: No, it wasn't fuse. Fuse came after. Was it
0: Fruitopia? Do you remember no. Fruitopia? No. Our our guest is like furiously nodding and shaking her head, and I, I feel she can so help bad. Us. I think she can't. We have she to. We too. have to. Okay. We have to. Okay. 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 So our guest today is amazing, and uh, she is a, a writer and a performer. She is part of uh, the Story Pirates, which, if you don't know about it, the striking Viking Story Pirates. Um, they they go to schools around the country and they have uh, students write things and then they turn what the students write into amazing songs and perform them. Uh, and she's also a um, super talented uh, performer and sketch artist and she is on the um, UCB mod team um, that I already forgot the name of because I'm a stoner. <laughs> what is it? Arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. Oh my God, I even repeated it after. Okay, so... Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lauren Brickman.
2: And
1: see, like now she's she's dancing out down the down the hallway of the high school. And yeah, uh, she
0: doesn't even care that all the senior boys are lined up on either side, yeah. staring her down. She's in her own little world. She's got her hot pink Lisa Frank headphones on. Yes, and uh, she uh, is the poster child for dancing like nobody's watching.
1: That's right. Acid wash denim jacket, no sleeves. Great!
0: Hi, Lauren. Hey. What's so, up? so you were furiously trying to be involved I, silently yes, in this I conversation. Loved
2: Fire. It was yeah, my favorite. Fire I was cool, and it was so both Sobi and Sobee. Arizona and Arizona Tea also tried to do one because Arizona Tea did this whole um, old-timey medicine show type branding where they were like, but their version of the of it was like energy but they were like similar flavors yeah. to the element ones at Soho Yes. Did. Oh man. <gasps> yes, there's guys. Producer Kent is holding up a
0: picture. Of course I remember those. I just didn't know what they were called. Yeah. And
2: they were huge bottles too. Oh my god and
0: I used to love getting the piña colada one.
2: The piña colada ones are right. That I feel
0: so cool. Yeah. You feel so grown up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you uh, did you order uh, virgin daiquiris and virgin coladas in restaurants? Uh,
2: my best friend and I in middle school had matching margarita glasses and we would drink <laughs> we would drink Virgin margaritas constantly. Ah, nice.
0: so you know, you know what it's about. You know how it is.
2: Yeah. I was the kid who wouldn't sign her dare pledge in middle school because I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to drink. And my mom was like, just fucking sign the form. Lauren. I, go, <laughs> I don't want to be a liar. Like, I know I'm going to drink. She's like, then just sign it because you're not going to do drugs. And I was finally compromised. I was like, fine. I won't do drugs, but, like, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was sketch. hell for
0: you? You were in, I sixth, in like sixth grade? sixth grade. <laughs> but you already knew. You were I like, life know. is meant for having fun. I looked at her. I was like, the whole
2: family drinks. What are you talking <laughs>
0: about? <laughs> my mom was like, no. Oh, my God. Did you drink Diet Coke growing oh up? Oh, my God. I still drink Diet Coke. Yeah. it's Now it's the thing where, because I know how bad it is for me, I don't drink it a lot. I Once in a while, I'll get a treat. Yeah. Of, I don't do it nearly as much. I sustained
2: predominantly on Diet Coke in graduate school, though. I lived, my last year, I was living with a guy, my roommate Nathan at the time, and our fridge was, ju- like, it was just. All Diet Coke. Diet Coke. We had Diet Coke, popcorn, and, like, Jolly Green Giant frozen vegetables. That's what we <laughs> ate. Nice. So
0: you had some you had some greens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm real <laughs> healthy. <laughs> um, so tell, uh, tell us the story of uh, where you grew up. Okay, so uh,
2: my family's from here in New York, but we first got, my dad got transferred to Chicago, lived a short time in the suburbs of Chicago, Mm -hmm. but mostly from like second grade on, I lived in the
0: suburbs of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And did you have a memory of living in New York before you went there? Very little. Apparently, I was like
2: two when we went from New York to Chicago, and apparently that was my first depressive episode, because when we got to... (laughs) Chicago. I apparently watched Mary Poppins on a loop for days and, like, wouldn't do anything. My mom was like, all you would do is be like, again, again, like, just. Oh, that watch. was like watch me with Dumbo. Pop- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't so, do Dumbo. No, it was all about Mary Poppins. And then when we moved to Oklahoma from Illinois, at first I was convinced my parents were lying to me because there was a movie called Oklahoma, so how could you possibly move somewhere? That In part? real life. Oh. I was like, stop screwing with me. And they're like, no, we're it's real. I was like, no, oh, it's a
0: musical. And did the depression follow you there, or were you happy to be there?
2: Once, uh, once Chicago turned out to be lovely. It was Naperville, which is like the most like mm-hmm. idyllic town. That's just west, how, right? How yeah. uh,
1: how old were you when? How many? How long did you stay there for? Again?
2: Naperville was like two to seven, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so then you were in Oklahoma City for until
2: I graduated high school. Oh, so you um, did the whole thing well, there. I did it.
1: So did you were it. there for the bombing
2: at all? I was. I remember the bombing. Yeah. Gotcha. I remember because um, how old were you? I was in second grade. It was like we hadn't been living there very long. Oh, so yeah, welcome to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I gotta stay here. Yeah, but it was weird because I remember we could feel, even though I was going to school like pretty far away. You felt the shock, but like the school wouldn't tell you. So they kept telling everyone, "Oh, it's a sonic boom," "It's a sonic boom," but you could <gasps> tell that like. All day, teachers were feeling really, really weird. And, like, my teacher started asking me questions about my parents and, like, where do your parents work? And then she was oh. like, I think I'm going to take you home from school today. But then she goes, Lauren, I just found out I'm not allowed, so I'm going to follow your bus home. Because what had happened was my parents' office was, a, like, catty corner to the, <gasps> where the building was. Oh, Jesus. But it was one of those perfect store mornings where, like, um, my dad had had a call, like, a, a meeting off-site. And my, I had been, like, a brat that morning, so my mom was late. So, like, and, like, where my dad sat, like, the, like, part of the ceiling had fallen down or my mom sat, like, the window had imploded, but they just, like, weren't there that day. But because of, like, all of the phone lines were down, my teacher hadn't been able to get in touch with my Wait, parents. Wait, where were they that day? My dad was, like, at a meeting somewhere else and my mom was running late. So they just, like, happened to not be in the office at the time oh, that happened. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, it was
2: crazy. But I remember very vividly, like, being on the bus, not knowing what was wrong, but knowing something was wrong. Yeah. Miss Austin had followed me home from school that day. Yeah, that's serious And then my business. parents were home and, like they had just the, like for days the phone lines were so screwed up that people just like couldn't get through to each other and yeah and this was before cell phones it was before cell phones and like my mom had gone to the school but like so many parents had gone to the school to leave messages that they were okay that it just like it was like pandemonium and did you have siblings or you're an only child uh i had the best of both worlds my brother's 11 years younger than me so at the time
0: i was an only child uh, so you got your only child childhood yes we both did it's yeah. like dope it's yeah. dope as hell to have
2: a <laughs> decade between you and your sibling it is yeah yeah as my old brother's old he's
1: like 11 years younger than me so oh. i got to be the baby for about as long as it it, it was not weird like
2: yeah. And, then it,
1: that. yeah,
2: and it was perfect, because then when I was a teenager, my parents were, like, really tired and had a small child.
1: Yeah! <laughs> I got rid so much murder. <laughs>
2: my mom would be like, this is your curfew, or stay somewhere else. <laughs> i like, cool. I
1: still had an excuse to to be caught in a KB Toys. So like, oh, I'm buying this for my brother, but it was for me. Oh, my
2: God, yeah, I'd be
0: like, ugh, I have to go see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> David's like, I don't even want to see it. Shh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I you do. definitely yep. do. You definitely yep, want to yep. see this. And... Um, Oh man, that's crazy. So that was your, the bomb was your introduction. We've been there about like it was about almost a year, I guess, because it happened, we moved in the
2: spring of the year before. So we'd been in Oklahoma about a year when that happened, I think. And did you like it there? I think growing up in Oklahoma was great. I think if I had wanted to be anything other than a, like an art, like a performer and stuff like that, I would have maybe had no trouble living there. Oh really? But I also didn't have like the typical Oklahoma upbringing. Like I went to an arts high school. And I started doing artistic stuff, like, really young. Oh, you were and, living the dream from a young yeah, age. Yeah, so, like, I was with, like, um, really, like, progressive, forward-thinking people from mm-hmm. a really young age. And my parents from the East Coast, we came back to New York every year. So, like, my, my Oklahoma
0: wasn't... Oh, and everyone in Oklahoma thought that you were the coolest because you would go to New York. Mm, sometimes.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I got, ugh, you're such a drama queen a lot. But I was in, also- a, in, a, in a drama school...
2: Well, not everybody was, like, as serious about it. And there was also, like, the, the academics, because half the school was IB. So half the school was, like, advanced academics, and uh, half the school was art kids. Um, I, uh, yeah. I also had, I was also the heathen, because I had, like, the Jewish dad and the Catholic mom. Yeah, I was
0: going to ask you if it was weird if you were, if you felt your your Jewishness um, more there, because...
2: It was really funny, because when I, so I lived in the town called, in the suburbs of Oklahoma City, and I had, a, and before I transferred to the arts high school... In Edmund, everyone was like, oh, your dad's Jewish, like you're Jewish. And I remember like, I had a friend who like brought a Bible to a sleepover once and was what? like, um, oh. and it used to be this cool thing where like, <laughs> where people would try to get you to go to church with them because if they were like, I want to get you to like start going to my church. And I had this one friend. Whose family wouldn't let you sleep over unless you agreed to go to church with them?
0: <gasps> what? what? Yeah. Did they have a cool
1: house though? I mean, was
2: it? Um, it was like fine. Like it was like cool. Her parents, like they had a pool, though. Like that was the uh, cool part. Like there's the pool. selling point. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was some weird stuff that happened. But then when I transferred to the art school, that's where like um, there were a lot more Jewish kids there. A lot of the Jewish kids went to the arts high school <laughs> naturally. Not, like, not a lot of them, but like you know. Well, there, there were, were that some, many Jewish kids in Oklahoma. That so. But it was so funny because the Jewish kids were like, you're not Jewish. I was like, I know that. But, like, all the other kids think I'm Jewish. But the Jewish kids were like, my friend, I have one friend who used to laugh all the time. He's like, <laughs> you wish you were a Jew. And I was like, yeah. I wish yeah. Really
0: well, TBH, I mean, viewers at home, you know, aren't seeing you in real life. But I, I don't know. I definitely, <laughs> I feel like you're a kindred spirit to me in that way. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's there. But yeah. my mom... My mom's a shiksa, so. (laughs) She broke the chain. She did, yeah. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you. Actually, I was thinking about this because, you know, it's been the holidays and everything. And I, I realized that I think that what started my cynicism as a person was that I never got santa claus that i never got because mm. i never there was never a point in my life when i believed in santa claus i knew from the very beginning that it was just the thing that you know and and you know we had hanukkah and we did it you know we lit the menorah and we sang the prayers and we got a present and everything but it, it i was always envious of the whole hullabaloo that happened i grew up in a very christian town i was definitely a token jew in my town and people went nuts over Christmas, you know, and it was an adorable little colonial town with a town green and a tree lighting ceremony and all the stuff. And I, it just dawned on me the other day that, you know, when we were in maybe first or second grade making these construction paper Santa Clauses and I made a construction paper dreidel or whatever.
1: Did they really like, was it your choice or did they, Give that to you, I think, like
0: I think they might have given me the option. Oh, okay, um, because Santa Claus was irrelevant to me, but it was like I didn't get to have that childlike wonder mm. ever. Yeah. You know, like the and 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 then I was a cynic for my entire uh, until I don't know two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's the the, the yeah. that, that has finally wow, started you just, to lift, like, but sold the power of Santa
2: Claus. Yeah,
1: like. I think we celebrated our, like Christmas with her, and it was her first time like with a, a f- Christmas family. Was it with us? We like it was the first time we spent Christmas together mm-hmm. with my family. Yeah, we got like these weird tinfoil hats and like put them on just to fuck with her. That's
0: amazing. Um, well, yeah, we were sitting around the dinner table, and and they were like, and now is when you put on this hat, and I was like, this is a weird tradition, okay. <laughs> and then they they had the Christmas poppers. You know, the with the random awesome. random oh, yeah, thing we inside. That, we'll do that tonight at my my aunt's house. That's see, there's so much magic involved, and I feel like from the very very beginning, I associated being Jewish with being less fun, having less magic. Like I didn't get to, I didn't get to pretend at all. I used That's to. So funny, because like I guess partly because like I mentioned just
2: before, before we started, um, my dad's married to a Catholic woman. His his brother's married to a Catholic woman, and so I think like my my cousin. Uh, my uncle her, is her stepfather, and so she brought with her this idea, like, ideas of Christmas to imbue Hanukkah with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up with this idea. Like, she came up with this idea that there was, like, Hanukkah Harry. He brought, like, the Christmas presents. And did you so, believe it? Not in, like, any real meaningful way, but, like, we, like, treated Hanukkah with the same sort of, like, f- it, it felt fun and and yeah. I think, maybe in other households. Yeah. Because we, like, I don't know. No, that's
0: nice. And it's nice. And my parents are very, I mean, they're very intellectual people and... I mean, my dad is more of the romantic, but my mom is kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, life is hard and we just deal with it. You know, that's that's a very like classic Eastern European Jewish way of going into the world. But I feel like in that way, there were parts of childhood that I didn't even get to have that most children did. So for sure, if we have children. Christmas. Christmas yeah. is happening. Well, oh, absolutely. One of my dad and I's favorite
2: things to do when I was a kid was to take Christmas songs and turn them into Hanukkah songs.
0: <laughs> That's great. Oh, we could do that. We could definitely yeah. have some I, alternative
1: I, lyrics. It's funny because my, my town was very Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and my music teacher was Jewish. So we didn't really learn. We learned like two Christmas songs <laughs> Silver Bells and like I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus or some shit. The least religious ones. The yeah. least religious ones. But then it was all Hanukkah songs.
0: That's amazing. We
1: learned. All the Han- like
0: but they're all in minor keys. They are. They're all in sad. The real, it's not dirge-like. fun. It's
1: very dirge-like and yeah. very like cynical. But I was also interested in Hanukkah because it. I always get very anxious around Christmas, and it's. I'm spoiled. I know I'm, I'm going to get it, but for some reason, because I've always had a hard time with object permanence, I don't think it's going to happen until it happens. <laughs> and so I, I know I had some friends who were like half Jewish or Jewish, and I liked Hanukkah as an idea because you could spread the anxiety over eight days and it's not one, like just take you years off your life. You on definitely one day.
0: have some, some Judaism in your Absolutely. ancestry for somewhere, sure. Somewhere. I, I it's, to. it's screaming. The today. neuroses are
2: just oh, yeah. really
1: <laughs> all over the place. But yeah, I'd love, yeah. Christmas. I would love to take the, to take that off me and put it on my kids because Christmas, Quite frankly, I'm tired of. No,
0: but I just want to create magic for my children. Yeah. No,
1: me too. Like, we, we videotaped uh, the Christmas tree well, one year. Like, me and my sister conspired to tape the tree and catch Santa in the act. So we put a blanket <laughs> over the tree. We put a blanket over the tree. Wait, how old were you both? And whose we, idea was, was that? I was four. She was like eight. Oh, so, so she,
0: she was the one in charge of this. She was the one in charge of
1: this, kind of, sort of. And so, but I think it was my idea to, to tape him or, like, try and get, capture him, you know? And uh, Or her. Or her. And so we took the camera, we put a tripod over, with my father's help, put a blanket over the tripod and the camera so that it was, like, in the corner. And then that, that day, he, uh, like, we, we put the VHS in the thing and hit play. And, we, like, there's nothing, nothing. And then the camera starts to shake. And, he, like, somebody's hand comes out. And it's, like, Red red sleeve, white glove, good and he's dad. like, he does this, and then puts his hand on the lens, and that's, that was it. Oh, good dad, God. good dad.
2: That was a solid dad move. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, yeah, it was. So I have to, I got to live up to that. Yeah. That's,
1: that's exactly how it's got to go. See, so. in my
2: house, like, I'm 30 years old, and my mom has never admitted that there's no Santa. Like, to this day,
1: <laughs> to this day, my
2: mom will be like, Santa's whatever you want him to be. He's what you feel in your heart. Like, she'll give some, like, Like, dick. God. Like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, Mom, my father, on the other hand, when my brother was like one years old, my dad goes, I need to see you in my office. And he like brought me in. He closed the door. He goes, you're about to be invited into one of the biggest conspiracies in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't screw this up. And he basically was like, if you ever fuck up Santa for your brother, you're dead. <laughs> but it was amazing because wow. he did it
0: in a cool way yeah, that so I felt he, like. He like it, rather than, well, we're just going to shatter your dreams now. Go and deal with it. He was like. Here's a fun way to think about shattering your dreams. Yeah, he was yeah, like now you
2: get to be a part of making something cool for your brother. Yeah, I was like, cool. Like
1: You're- I, I always, I had a hard time with. I think I was ten is when I realized it wasn't real, but I had to rationalize it for my brother. So I, and also because for some reason they would make me Santa every year for shit in like my town, and so for well, the, like, cool. the cynical, your school, people were like, I hear he's you- an actor and he's not a skinny when kid. you were ten. <laughs> Uh, when I was like in my teens, like from 13 to 18, I was always Santa somewhere, somehow.
2: That's Did you get paid? Phenomenal. I like
1: 30 bucks here and there.
2: I got paid in high school to be the Easter bunny. A times. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah.
1: But it was like, it's fun because I had to retcon my own mythology of Santa and be like, uh, I'm an agent of Santa. It's like, they're like, you're not really Santa, Arie. I'm like, I work for Santa. Well, there's many of us. And like.
0: I'm one of the clones. One of the,
1: or like one of the, the guys we, we carry it out for him and he's. Makes the calls from the top. Well, but how, I had to figure it figured out. In you my head. just
0: turned the Santa, uh, the Santa institution, into like a mafia thing. Yeah,
1: like, it kind of is, though. It is. It is. And it is. Because like it you could sense. be, you could be a good Santa Claus, and you're like not part of the organization, and they're gonna give it to a guy who's like a union member. Yeah. Like you gotta get in there.
0: I love, I love thinking about Santa from the point of view of all these different upbringings because. He's yeah. got a wide variety of personas. He's yeah. got to live up to a lot. Yeah, like, we're really putting a lot on one guy. Really, it's true. I, I did, I did believe in the Easter Bunny though, even though, and I've said this on the podcast before, but keep saying. Uh, I put an empty basket on my porch one Easter. Yeah. Hoping that the Easter Bunny would come and fill it with with candy or gifts, and my parents were like, "No, I'm sorry, we no, don't sorry. do that." They uh, didn't even. Uh,
2: that's so rough. Well, my, tra- my scarring Easter story is my my pop, my mom's dad, passed away on, I think it was Good Friday. Like, it was around Easter. And I think it was, like, a couple years later, I can't remember how many years later, my dad thought, like, enough time had passed that we could make, make a joke. And my, my pop had always loved stealing the kids' chocolate Easter bunnies and, mm-hmm. like, eating the ears off them. He thought it was funny and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my dad was like, oh, we, we were talking about how pop loved Easter. And my dad goes, yeah, he loved Easter so much. He's Easter Bunny now, like tried to convince me that my dead grandfather had <laughs> become the Easter Bunny. He thought so I, it was just it missed the mark. He thought I was old enough, and then enough time had passed, oh, and it just it happened. So what it. happened?
0: You got really sad. I did. I was like really <sighs> bummed out about
2: it, and I was like, pop. but then I tried to get over it, and then for a short time, I think I did find the joy. I think I, I was like, pop. I like. But then I think I got too excited about the idea, and I was like, pop is the Easter Bunny. That's real. No. Yeah. Um, That's it. Was uh, a weird thing. It was weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's
1: if you don't have like a cursory nerd understanding of, like, ascending to other planes of existence at a certain age, which is too much to ask a child. uh It's hard. That's yeah. hard to rationalize.
2: Especially because in a household where we were like we did holidays, but we didn't really totally talk about religion, because like my mom was a Catholic, my dad was like an atheist Jew, so religion was sort of like figure it out for yourself in our house. So did you not go yeah. to? Did you not go to? Uh, religious school on either side no no any religion that i had was like when one like when my grandma came to town we'd go to church with her mm-hmm. and like when other friends had like bot mitzvahs or bar mitzvahs or someone died that's how i went to temple
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep that's yeah. And my dad goes. would always
2: be like we should really go sometime and then we never then did yeah, yeah that's
1: kind of how it was here with, yeah. with uh, the catholicism because we just had shitty churches like we just had, they were not nice to us. That's how
2: my mom felt in Oklahoma. The Catholic churches, there was like two to choose from, and she just when she like she was already like not going a lot when in Illinois. But by the time she got to Oklahoma, she was like, eh, church is in my house. It's God's what I
0: needed yeah. to be." She was like, "No." Yeah, well, she had her head screwed on straight. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. like, "I'm not dealing with this mm-hmm. southern yeah. stuff." Um. Well, Lauren, yeah. uh, I want to break into this artifact that you brought to share with us because oh yeah, I already this love is it. um,
2: ooh, it's painful. So oh boy. Uh, when you asked, when you said to bring an artifact, I was like, I wasn't sure what I was going to find, but I, I had this composition notebook I've been writing in the back of, and I didn't realize that the front of it contained old poems that I'd written. And how old are we talking? Okay, so it tells me, according to the, um, the date on the front cover, it's from 2005, which would have been my last semester of high school. Okay. So I'm like 18, I think. Okay, so you're um, about to break out. Yeah, and I think I thought I was... I don't know if I thought they were poems or if I thought that this was the beginning of songs. Did you compose songs? I, I, was, I was not a musician, but I was obsessed with a lot of musicians in high school and hung around people and desperately wanted to be in a band but had no, no real aptitude for did you it. ever were you in choir or anything I was in choir I was the theater major in the choir with the choir major so I like, had severe anxiety about being there because like I was in <laughs> choir with girls who had won like acapella Grammys like not really Grammys but like right and you're like, like can, huge. can
0: I just hang out here and do some jazz hands yeah. I was like Wah. um, but
2: yeah this one's there's really some there. these are let um, me we find well let's find okay. the worst one Yeah, this is, the, the this hardest is the hard, one for you this is probably the worst one okay oh boy <laughs> What's it called? They're all untitled. Not a single <laughs> one of them has a That's title. Very, um, um very. Yeah, it's very weird. intense. I, let's just say too. At the time, I I owned high heeled Converse. Nice. So this is a phase Whoa. where I had. They came up to like just below the knee, and they were high heeled, and I wore a top hat, a men's coat, and like a big fluffy like underscore thing to my <gasps> like dance this semester. Wait, this is very steampunk. Which, but I didn't know at the time, but that's, yeah.
0: Yeah. A top hat?
2: Yeah. I have a picture somewhere of me and my friend. And then we left early to go to this place, this all ages club called The Green Door. So that just gives you an idea of like who oh, I was. All at the time. ages clubs. Yes. All right. So this right. is untitled. I want you to look at me, not just a glance or a blank stare. Your look must penetrate my soul. Go deep within to places not even I've been. I need you to discover what I've got to give. And for one day, our souls to live as one. We must connect with each other, create together, make love.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> Did you realize when you were writing that how sexual it was? Or was that an accident? Um. Well,
2: I was super virgin. Yeah. So, like, but, like, very boy crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I, like, I knew what I was doing, but, like, I didn't want to say, it. like, I was, like, being coy.
0: Yeah, well, you were tasteful. Uh, so, so, do you remember the person about whom this was written?
2: I, this one, there's a couple in here where I'm a little bit clearer about who it was. I was, like, oh, uh, this is so embarrassing. Um, I was, like, me and my friends we're, like, obsessed with this local group of musicians who were, like, much too old for us. How old is too old? We were high schoolers. They were in their 20s. They were, like, out of college. Okay. What was their, uh, what kind of
1: music they play? It
2: was was a lot of pop rocks. They did a lot of, they were very into, like, they introduced us to, like, Ween. And, like, they also, but they were also, they used to do these, like, mixtape shows. They would did, like, a Bowie tribute and, like, they did a steely dance. Like they were like, Oh, all they over were the place, so cool. But they were oh, like, yeah. they were very cool. They yeah. Were very cool. cool dudes who are part of a theater company. And we through our obsession. We ended up interning with this theater company. They were all a part of. And like, Oh man, yeah. did they know? Did they know as fan? Everybody knew, everybody knew. <laughs> um, Cause it all started. Cause there was a, <laughs> they had done a production of Hedwig uh-huh. where the band was the band and, Hedwig, and then their lead singer was Hedwig. And the guy who played Hedwig was a guy named Matt Brown. Sorry, Matt. Um, you probably thought this was over with, but uh <laughs> we called ourselves the Brownies instead of groupies, <laughs> and it was like a known thing wow. in town. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you were in this is Oklahoma City. This is Oklahoma City. We all went to it was We went to classes in school of dance studies and it was like me, my friend Tori, my friend Risa, we dragged our friend Shane along and then a couple other girls came and went through this group. But it was like the core trio and we all had nicknames because like any good groupie, you have to have your groupie name. Yes, and. Which is on the top of this notebook. Mine was Beamish. (laughs) Beamish? There was Beamish Brownie, there was Bubbly Brownie, there was Bitchy Brownie, and there was Blow Brownie. Oh. What, What was Blow Brownie about? Blow, like Blow Pop. But she was also like, you know, special brownie. She was pretty, pretty sexually advanced. Um, I think we were all, I think it was, with the exception of me, I was the super virgin. Um, I think it was like, this was the phase where they were all like starting to explore and figure it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And is your middle name Michelle? No. So what's beamish? Beamish? I looked it up. It means like radiating sun and joy. And I don't know. And there was also, like, beams. beams. Yeah. There was also, uh, I didn't, hadn't drank, hadn't, Hadn't tried it yet, but I knew there was a brand of beer called Beamish and I liked their logo <laughs> too. <laughs> I don't know. It
0: was real weird. No. Mine, our,
2: yeah. Yeah. Everyone our else God. just kind of went with their gut and I like got real heady with mine and like did research.
0: Yeah. You took it from A to F. <laughs> yeah. 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 For um, sure.
2: Can we hear another one? Oh, yeah. There's some. Um, your,
0: your penmanship is excellent. I have yeah, to say. Very Thank clear. you. Um,
2: this one. Okay, something, somebody pissed me off. And it looks like I wrote it in February and then crossed it off. When did I stop knowing my best friend? Suddenly her face is grouped in with the rest of them. Times when we were in one now fade into the distance. Seems like it all vanished in a solitary instance. vanished forever to the land of forgotten love. Memories slowly dying. Me alone in the cold night crying. Who will I turn to? Who's going to care? Guess I'll chalk this up to another lesson learned even though at the moment it doesn't seem fair. There's a new friend waiting, though, behind the next turn to start new memories.
0: Wow, so you threw in a couple of rhymes in there? Yeah, a couple. A couple. That sounded like it could have been
2: a song. Yeah. Yeah. I think I thought they could be, but I, like, didn't know. I don't know. Well,
1: that's funny, because, like, now... I have it in mind to listen to this looking for where it could be a song. But, yes. And, it, you know, it, it checks out. This is, this is all I, I, you know, I could hear it. So you definitely had
0: that going. You got a real, a real future kid. and yeah. A real career. Ugh, if only I met
2: you when I was 18 <laughs> to tell me that I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's, um, there's yeah, a let's lot. Do Dude, yeah. let's, let's do another one. Um, Let's see.
1: Did you ever, did you uh, make bends with that friend or?
2: Um.
1: Was it another brownie?
2: Yeah, I th- I'm I'm assuming it was a brownie. There were a couple of big f- ins and outs during that time. And actually this was, actually this is weird though. Cause I would have written in this, in maybe, I don't know. My I didn't date it well. So like my senior year of high school, I'd started to hang out instead of really with the brownies. It was the drama squad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Were you the queen of the drama squad? Um, we were all queens. Oh, there was no me. one solitary queen because what happened was half the brownies graduated the year before, so the junior year, mm-hmm. me and the other brownie were like, now we're alone. And what happened was the drama squad formed when we had all been like friends, but all of us had lost sort of our best friend either through fight or graduation or something. Mm-hmm. So we like
0: came became, together, came
2: together as the drama squad. Did,
0: were you self titled drama squad? Yeah, we also all hunting games, and it, the, the, <laughs> the drama squad formed because we
2: were doing um, freshman initiation. Um, and so the drama squad were initiating all the eighth graders into the theater program. And so we had made drama squad t-shirts and then it stuck for the rest of the,
0: see, I love this because (laughs) you definitely strike me as a person who would really enjoy, um, initiating other people into the fold of something. And I feel like that, that led really perfectly into the story pirates because I see, I see your function as like a big sister. You know, I was all about it. Yeah. I was like, Let's make matching t-shirts. Let's get them. Yeah, making making other people
2: feel <laughs> special, you know, and feel included. Yeah, we were I was real into like ceremony too. Which is also why I like for a brief time was like, maybe I should be a Wiccan. <laughs> I, yeah, tried I that. could see you. Tried I could it, see tried you tried trying that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, all this nature worship. I don't know. It's, yeah. It got <laughs> a little silly for You're me. Like, no, I'm moving hard. to New York you City. Can't, you City. can't
1: just be a you gotta a, go hard. Basic Wiccan, yeah. yeah.
2: I try to be basic and it just doesn't work. You but, gotta, it's Wiccan all the way or not at all. Yeah, there's a box somewhere at my mom's house that has like a handbook for the teen Wiccan, though, and like some old tarot cards and like incense.
0: I think, I feel like a lot, a lot of girls had a box like that.
2: Oh, I'm sure. Like, I had a friend whose mom was super into it, too. And sometimes we'd go to her house and we would like, um, do like, I don't know, she would, like, hypnot, she would like, yeah, would like hypnotize us and stuff like that. Oh, man. Um, Oh, man, I'm like, I'm trying to find one of my angry ones, because there's a couple of angry ones um, that I discovered. Maybe is it this one? Did you listen to
0: Alanis Morissette? Were you too young for that? I loved Alanis Morissette. Okay, great. She was really important to me. (laughs) And Silverchair was really important to me. Mm -hmm. We had a Silverchair poster on my freshman year dorm room, I think.
2: Yeah. They were really, they were big for me. I was actually just talking to somebody at McManus the other night about, like, bands that were, like, really vital mm-hmm. for a short time. Like perfect circle meant a lot to me. Oh, oh yeah. Perfect so circle was
1: dark. A real thing. Yeah. For me.
2: That was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. It was short lived, but
1: whew. very short,
2: very short lived.
0: Did you listen to sunny day real estate?
2: Oh my God. I haven't heard about that. That, about that, that was so a long. major
0: thing for me. I think my senior year in high school. Oh wow. Yeah. Pretty angry. Yeah. Senior year. I was hanging out. I was listening
2: to a lot of local bands and I was listening to a lot of like, song, like 1960s rock. Ah, uh, cause you're the coolest. But I would like my my big my big way of being like a rebel was like I didn't want my dad to know that I was really into The Last Waltz and the band because he loved it and I was like, so I remember going to my friend Courtney's house and be like, just don't tell my dad we watched The Last Waltz I don't want <laughs> <you to know." laughs> because I'm separate from them. I'm not. I'm like I don't want him to win. Um, all right, here's one that I think it's really terrible. Thank you for a good time, a play pretend world, a fantastical lie. I've. I have no idea if you know, although I think you should, of all the love and woe I felt for you. But as you sung yourself from your own bittersweet lips. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, shit. Yeah. You have to, you have to continue? You gotta, Ooh, you gotta, you gotta is, keep going. Um, this is an I don't need you song. You won't find an I love you anywhere because the fake idea of you and I no longer feels the same. It really is a shame that I want... <laughs> I went and discovered the truth You aren't perfect In fact, far from it Then again, maybe I'm just jealous oh. This is
1: why we do this Because you did not wow. know what this was I didn't was. know
2: what it was when I started reading it And then I saw lyrics that were from an actual song someone else wrote oh. Wait, what is it from? It's from one of the band that we were like in ah. love with
0: I oh, used geez. their own lyrics in my in the angry poem, poem and about jealousy it. What?
2: That's- it was crazy. You were feeling it though.
0: No, but you had to get it out. And see, yeah. I love it because I mean the the listeners can't can't see this, but the penmanship kind of falls apart as you get toward the <laughs> bottom and at the top it's really perfect. And then toward the bottom there's like crossed out stuff and scribbles and
2: Yeah, I was feeling
1: some stuff. Really? Yeah, it's it's great to discover that years later so you know the height of your emotions were real then. Yeah. We tend to forget these things. We tend to trivialize these things. That's what this is about.
2: This is what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Confronting how angry. Yeah. How upset we were. We were. My mom was right. I was not as strong a person when I was smoking pot. <laughs> were you smoking pot in high school? Um, yeah. And I thought I was really good at hiding it. And then like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of us are good like, at I hiding I thought it. like I was so slick. And then like not long ago, maybe like six. Like, not many years ago, one night my I was visiting home, and my mom very casually was like, you know, you're such a... I like you so much more, like, now that you don't smoke pot. And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, in high school with the pot, it didn't do you any good. <laughs> I was like, oh, it I didn't know like, you knew.
0: <laughs> but also, hey, mom, all teenage girls are a nightmare because we are going through it, regardless of if there's pot or not. Yeah,
2: yeah but... She's right. I'm not great to be around. Like, if I'm going to smoke on, I should be about myself. <laughs> I'm not a social person. Does it make you super emotional? Um, it makes me very, very, like,
0: in, like I go very inside myself. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. don't want to be disturbed. And that's why on the, you know, with the dare thing, you were like, listen, don't worry about the drugs, but I'm going to drink. Yeah, and I
2: and I think that's true. I don't think I'm not someone who's great. I'm just, yeah. I once invited a bunch of people to a party and then accidentally ate a cookie and got what? really, really high. How old? This Is was you? like not long ago. But <laughs> this was like maybe four years ago. And uh, all these people showed up at my friend's house and he didn't know any of these people I invited. And then I was just like in the corner going, I can't, I can't talk to anyone. Yeah. I
0: can't. Oh. The paranoia. I was, like,
2: I was like, I was just like, shh. And, was like, <laughs> and I realized then I was like, you're not good at this. You can't do this in public.
0: Um, can I ask you anything um, now that you're like, now that you're in story pirates mm-hmm. is your experience. And by the way, listeners, if you if, go check out story pirates, uh, if you can, sometimes they do after dark shows for grown ups that are fantastic, but they're just, it's a brilliant concept. But um, do you find yourself remembering, like have, having memories triggered of your own childhood in interacting with these kids Yeah. I mean, I,
2: in addition to doing Story Pirates, I'm also uh, an adjunct professor. Um, Oh
0: yes. You post amazing quotes from your kids sometimes. (laughs) I just, people love you. I'm not surprised. It's really funny.
2: But, but, um, I really love teaching in any capacity, whether it's with Story Pirates or whether it's in my classroom at QCC or any of the other schools I've worked at, because I am so thankful to have had great teachers. Um, and I think like performance has always been sort of like an apprenticeship thing. Like you always learn from like mental, it's like something that like, I don't know. Like, I just think that it's important that like, if you've had a good teacher to like, you owe it then to be a good teacher. I think.
1: Cause then you only, you can know that experience.
2: Yeah. gotta Pay it
0: forward. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, yeah, I love it. Like, and I love like yesterday at a school, a little girl came up to me and she was like, so excited. She was like, Oh, I can't wait. I have an idea for a story. And I was like, you absolutely have to go home and write that. And like, this sounds great. And I remember like when I was in kindergarten, like, I had a teacher who was like, this is a great story. And then I got to be part of, like, the Illinois Young Authors Conference. And, like, a book got bound. And, like, it's really important at a young age to be told that your ideas are, are important. Agreed. And I, like, I think there's a reason why at 30 I can I still have the audacity to be like, damn it, my ideas are worthwhile.
0: And I think it's because early on people said, yeah, your ideas do matter. It's so important. That's great. It's so important. <laughs> I wouldn't be sad if the whole world ended up becoming artists, if everybody became an artist. Well, then yes. Absolutely.
2: I think everybody is. I think that's yeah. my favorite thing about being at the community college is that like most of my students are not going to be professional artists, but they're all capable of creating art. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what's so cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love it. You're the best. I cry a lot in my classroom. I've become that person. Oh, but well, that's great. In front that's of the beautiful. kids. They see you being a lot. emotional. Yeah, I did it. I got like, that's so great. Though. I like, I like used to make fun of, it. I had this teacher, I'm sorry, I've, I've told him privately that I apologize. I was like, I know I used to roll my eyes when you got emotional in front of us, but now I'm that person, I'm that <laughs> professor. I've sent so many apology letters to so many, because I was that student that always got too comfortable with her teachers. Oh, and I yeah. always be like- you talk Ssh. back? No, I'd be like, Michael, we're friends. And he's like, I'm. you're 17 and I'm your teacher. I'm like, <laughs> we're friends at this point. And now I have the students that do that to me that are like- but Lauren, let's go and I'm like, oh god damn it, I did this to myself. No, well, but it means you
0: made them really, really comfortable, which yeah. is great. And ultimately when they're grown ups, you can be friends. Which is why I still
2: text with my high school drama teacher. You she still? Says, yeah. Michael Payne, shout out in Salt Lake City.
0: <laughs> Do you wait, are you one of these kids who, who called their parents by their first names as opposed to mom and dad? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh. I would be terrified to call my mom by her first name. Really? She's mom. Oh, so so this this comfort with adults was only in the classroom. I mean, I was
2: very comfortable with my parents, but what? I would never have called my mom
0: Barbara. Oh, I thought oh, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lauren, um, I have a present for you. Oh my God, what? Um, yeah, I always have presents for my guests. So this is uh, some um, irrelevant piece of detritus from my um, from my youth because <gasps> I grew up in a house in just oh, one so house, exciting. and uh, and so there's still all this stuff there. This was a phase that I think was in the late 90s, so (laughs) you might have been too young for it, but Um, these are hair gems. Yes! Oh my god! They're, um, they're star shaped there's two yellow ones two purple ones and two silver ones and they're like rhinestone hair gems with velcro on the back this is amazing so like girls would wear that to the homecoming dances and junior prom and stuff I wore
2: these with butterfly clips to my 7th grade birthday party and my hair caught on fire (laughs) and they they melted into I had like (sighs) butterfly gem ash in my hair for like weeks oh man oh so this is this This is is perfect I (laughs) love this no I was the cautionary tale at birthday parties for like a decade afterwards mom's would hand out ponytail holders,
0: and you were like, "No <sighs> hair gems ever again." I love oh, oh, see man. now you can renew your your Ugh. faith in hair I can't accessories. Wait my mom's- Oh, I'm so happy! I can't wait <laughs> to put
2: it in my hair and give my mom a panic attack That's tonight. Wonderful at dinner.
0: Ah, uh, good. Yeah, and she'll, she'll be here. like, "Wait, I'm having flashbacks to She's a just bad like, get, time." Get out, get out. <laughs> um, well, Lauren, do you have anything that you'd like to uh, plug? um
2: where people can find you arch nemesis is up on mod night on january 23rd other than that at ucb ucb chelsea in Mm -hmm. new york and other than that follow me on twitter at (laughs) Labrix,
0: l-a-b-r-i-x-x and yeah oh and um real quick can you remind people of the name of that show that we watched at your house the whole the whole season of it because it's really great rock this boat Rock this boat or rock that boat. It's rock this boat. Rock this I boat. Think. I think it's the new kids on the block
2: uh, docu series. It's a they have two seasons. It's I can't even when I tell you like it's. A, Is it making you emotional? It's like a religious experience
0: to just like we dive watched into that the world, entire entire season one in one night. season one in one night and it was totally worth it and it's basically the new the new kids on the block have a cruise they host every year. Every year. And thousands of like adult fans yeah, go to this, this cruise. We watched it. It was very compelling. Oh, it
2: sounds it, great. I, I want to go,
0: but like, <laughs> I, but like to hang out with the, fa- I want to meet the fans. I know. I want to go and, and be like an observer, not a participant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I just want to. Yeah, because ugh. these are these are women whose entire lives revolve around like women in their thirties, forties, who's a girl who wrote this around. poetry would have been so on board uh, with that. Oh, totally. Man, I want to be totally. done. actually. Like yeah. Oh God, it's my favorite. We're, we're going to watch this together. Phil. Awesome. It's pretty I'm great. I'm, I'm I haven't watched watch two yet.
2: I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, We got us. Let's do that. We before need you before I we leave. leave town. Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Okay. Thomas.
0: It's on, um, Lauren Brickman, everybody <laughs> check her out. She is a great human being. Um, this has been another episode of the bitch seat and, uh, for those of you in Los Angeles, um, our next li- uh, our next live show, yeah, because this is airing January eighth, is going to be March twenty fourth at the Nerd Melt showroom. Uh, That's right. The Nerdist showroom at Meltdown Comics Ooh. on Sunset, and um, and otherwise you can follow us always. Uh, the Bitch Seat podcast has a page on Facebook now. It's at the B. We're getting seat. there. We're we're
1: ahead of the curve now. Yeah, we, so we come come and, and like that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's a new pioneer. It's so. a
1: real. It's a new real thing. Set up by lovingly by producer by Kent, producer Kent because we are basically uh, parents without kids. Uh,
0: what
2: does that mean?
1: We're just like old people fi- figuring out no, social so media. No, so we had on. a Facebook
0: group, but now we have a Facebook page, like yes. real like technology. A real thing. I I Kent's was, an all star. Kent, yes, producer Kent no, is an all star. He's, he's the best. And great. Uh, yes, so follow us on Twitter at the underscore bitch underscore seat, uh, dot com. You can um, subscribe on uh, iTunes, Google Play. And, um, please, uh, you know, listen to us. Yeah.
1: Treasure, we got you here.
0: Treasure, we got you here, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take that with
2: me. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs,
0: and I'm Liz Richards, and
1: we're the hosts of Bloody Date
0: Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate them.
1: Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode, and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far, it's been going pretty well, right, Liz? It's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes.
0: Hello, I'm Exposition.
1: Hey, let me, let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. <laughs> they scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one I, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Uh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first
0: boule- burlesque. <laughs> burlesque club. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the lacy Pumpkin. The ooh.